Pretty brown skin, pretty light skin, pretty dark skin. I see African written in your DNA. Hella choco melanin from the motherland with your black skin. Never should you want it any other way. Guys, welcome to the very first full episode of Mixed Like Me. I'm Gianna, your host, and today I'm just going to give you guys a little background on me, where I'm from, how I got to this point. Um, Sorry if you know me already, this is probably not an exciting episode, although I'm going to try to be vulnerable and um, really put myself out there, so maybe I'll learn something that you didn't know about me if you do know me. But anyways, let's get to it. So I have lived in Colorado my whole entire life. I was um, raised in a predominantly white family. A predominantly white family. My whole family's white. Who am I kidding? My whole family's white. So my mom is white, um, and that is where that half of me comes from. And I was raised with that side of my family. Um was raised in Arvada like the widest if you're from Colorado you know that (laughs) Arvada is like the widest of the white I swear and now that I've left Arvada and then came back not that I've gone far um I've never realized just like there's a vibe there and you won't you probably wouldn't know unless you leave and you come back or if you're mixed like me honestly, to be real with you. And that might be a hard pill for some people to swallow, but there's a toxicity about Arvada. And I'm, I notice it more and more every time I go back, when I go to visit my grandparents, even when I go to the grocery store that I used to go to growing up, I hate it. I hate it. It's just like so toxic. Going off of that, just in general, like What am I trying to say? Just in general, like, Colorado is a very, very white state. And I didn't know this. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. Like, it is what it is. Colorado will always be my home. Um, I've left and, like, traveled other places and came back. And every time I'm like, this is my home. But it is very white. And every time I go, like, to other places, I feel like I see so many more, like, just black people to be honest and I feel like that really played a role in who I am because I didn't realize how many white people I surrounded with because I didn't know any freaking black people growing up like literally going to school or playing sports that I there would be like maybe five if I was lucky maybe ten I'll give it that maybe ten if I was lucky like growing up in Arvada and going around that neighborhood like I never saw black people you know, so I never saw like that side of me, that culture. I couldn't um, like think in that way because I was only surrounded by white people. And so I think that's really why it's so important to immerse yourself in all different types of people, whether that be black, um, Asian, Hispanic. Um, that's the only way you could really lo- learn and grow and see different perspectives because honestly, up until college, and I didn't realize this until. I started processing everything, but up until college, like I only knew white. I only thought white. I only, for lack of better terms, acted white. People always tell me I talk white, which we'll get into that in an episode. That's not a real thing. Stop telling people that they talk white. It's I'm educated. That's what it is. I'm educated. I talk like I'm educated. Maybe not on these podcasts, but you know, if you catch me on a good day, I'm a little educated. Um, but that's besides the point of this. 
So really going out there and immersing yourself in different cultures is so, so, so important. And um, this is like the first step is listening to someone talk about their experiences. But just like getting yourself around those people, I really encourage anybody that's listening. If you spend most of your time with people that are just like you, um, you're going to have a lack of knowledge of other people that aren't like you. And in this world, there's so many of us that that's just so sad to me that um, people, you know, don't get to see other people's viewpoints. Okay, and so the last piece that I'm going to say on like everything I was saying in the environment of where you're brought up and the people you're around is I just want to say that nobody is born a racist you are taught to be racist and so we all have a responsibility to raise the people that are around us the people that we have influence on the younger generation to raise them in an inclusive accepting manner and if you're always wondering like what can i do to help end racism it's that educate people and teach people where you can to not be racist it's as simple as that If you have young kids in your life, teach them to be inclusive. Teach them about making people feel like they belong. Teach them about different races. That's that's the first step, what we can do to make a difference in this world. And I just thought that was important to say is we all have, a lot of us have influence over somebody in our lives. So use your influence where you have it for good and for teaching these things. Um, so that's my piece on that, but going forward a little bit more about myself is I, um, growing up, I played soccer. I started playing when I was three until the time I was like 18, like my senior year of high school, um, playing soccer really, I, it's hard for me. I enjoyed it so much. I think that was my outlet that luckily I was privileged enough to not to experience, um, too much like um intersectionality between my race and my sport and I think that's because it was really my outlet and like that's where I could truly be me so I didn't face a lot of racism in that aspect or a lot of issues in that aspect but that's not to say that other people don't face it um one weird thing about playing sports growing up is people would always ask me if I played basketball and when I was younger I'd always attribute that comment to my race um looking forward now I'm super tall I'm like 5'9 5'10 which is pretty tall for a girl if you know me you know I'm tall anyways um and I think that really now looking at it had more to do with how tall I was rather than my race um just because basketball is a very I would say predominantly african-american sport a lot of black people play basketball um there's a lot on that um but i used to always attribute it to my race because of that and that just goes to show how growing up my race like had so much to do in my life that i always thought that everything was about that subconsciously at the time i wasn't like fully aware of that's why i thought that but people would always like comment on my race in um, bring up my color and who I was that you know if they would ask me if I played basketball I assume they were asking me it because I was black um, and going off of that an important thing that I did want to bring up especially going forward is I identify as black that's how I identify um, the main reason I always have I would never go out 
And if somebody asked me, oh, like, what are you? I wouldn't say, oh, I'm white. I think a lot of that has to do with um, when you see me and you look at me, I am, you would, you would say I was black. Like I'm definitely light skin. I am not dark skin and we will definitely get into colorism in an episode because of my lighter complexion. I am very, very, very privileged, um, about the experiences I went through, but there is other sides to that that I'll touch on and I'm going to do a whole episode on it. So stay looking forward for that. But I identify as black because when I go out and people look at me, they would identify me as black. And when I look in the mirror, that's what I see. Yes, I am mixed. Yes, I acknowledge my um, white half of me because that is what I made up. I'm half and half. But like if somebody was to ask me or when I, you know, they always ask that question on like job applications or any applications, I always mark African-American or black. I never would just mark white. So growing up or even to this day, that is like something that is so, so, so annoying about being mixed is that you are both. I am white and I am black. But the annoying part of it is everybody always wants to tell you what you are. Always. Constantly. And it's always a point of like, um, a point of topic or they always bring it up like do you when you with your white friends do you ask your friends what they are no so why why because somebody looks a little black are you asking them what they are can you not see i mean and you have to be able to read the situation like if it's a conversation great like i'm cool with it if i am your bff like great i'm cool about it like let's have these conversations but if you don't know someone or you don't know me why is the first thing like what is she what is she like that should not be what you want to know about me there's so much I am more than my race I am more than the color of my skin as is everybody anyways so my main point behind that is that I identify as black that is who I am and the most important aspect of that is that that is my choice that is how I see myself and that is only my not even my opinion that is my choice so it's not for anybody else to have a say in it's not for anybody else to question and that's something that I got a lot growing up as just questioning who who I was and why was I identifying this way and that goes back to those things like oh you identify as black well you don't act black you don't talk black you know you can't do all these things that I don't know other black people can do and so with that I just want people to like take a step back and take a deep thought and think about what that really means what does it mean to act black what does it mean to talk black is that a thing these are questions that people should be having um and that's kind of my thing on that and it's just important I think it's important for me to talk about that I identify that way so it gives you a perspective of where I'm coming from on a lot of my stances and a lot of my experiences why I feel the way I do um why I think the way I do because how you identify plays a big role in a lot of things in life um I also wanted to circle back around to sports I like got off topic there on this little tangent about that but circling back around to sports um I kind of want to go into growing up in representation you hear a lot of you hear a lot nowadays about representation matters and 
when you know you see black people in the commercial or you see a show or a movie where the main character is black and then you see um people posting like this is why representation matters i'm gonna tell you why and it goes back to sports so growing up how i said i played soccer and i said how i didn't really experience a lot of racism or anything like that but one thing that um really stuck with me or something that I did go through in that sense is being half black my body is not built like some of these other girls um my hair is not straight like some of these other girls so when you're in those very like developing years those um preteens and teenage years and where looks in your body play a big role of how you feel in your confidence um not having representation in different aspects affected my confidence today I'm a very confident person but looking back and I've always thought I was a very confident person but looking back I think I actually lacked confidence because I didn't have that representation um so going out and playing these sports and being on teams with predominantly white girls um, you know, I didn't fit in the uniforms the same because my body's built different. And I remember when I was really younger, like, you know, the girls would all want to do their hair in the same style. Well, I couldn't do that. Like my hair was curly, you know, I had to have it up in a bun or it wouldn't look as cute or as whatever as the other girls, which is like, you think is such a trivial thing. And you'd be like, you know, like that doesn't affect a person, but when you're young and your mind is that impressionable, it does affect you and it has long lasting effects. And, um, that's why representation is a very important thing. And that's why I preach so much for having it. Whenever I see like a movie or a show or, you know, um, with our new VP and why that's so important to have a person of color in those roles is because the same way that white people look up to and see themselves they can see themselves in these people and so people of color or mixed people or black people they also need to be able to look out in the world and see themselves in these places and think I can do this like yes I can I could be this person and when you don't have that representation it can really affect things like confidence and I have these lasting effects on you until you're an adult, until you're 24 and you're on a podcast and you're rationalizing your whole life of like, oh my God, I was really messed up as a kid. All this um, really does, it goes back to and plays a role in my whole entire childhood and um, being brought up. And it goes back to how I was talking earlier about growing up in a really white community in a really white state, growing up with my all white family. I have love so much love for these white people um but it's the lack of being able to relate sometimes to them and I can relate to them in ways because I am white I am half white I am half of what these people are um but identifying as black that's where the representation matters is it was just hard to relate in certain aspects of my life um to other white people because I identify as black. That was like the main stuff that affected me growing up as a kid. Um, just like if you think back about like the main things that have influence on you as a kid, you know, it's going to be your family. It's going to be your community. It's going to be the sports or the activities you took part or you partook in. Um, 
So like that's why those are such big things. And throughout all my podcasts, I will get into stories and details of like how different things affected me. But before I jump into like who I am now, who I was in college, how I got to this point um, of making a podcast, there were just like a few other things I wanted to talk to uh, talk about in my childhood and so if you're like mixed like me or if you're black or identify as black or whatever um you know the things that I'll talk about you'll be like oh I totally get that and um if you are not black or identify as white and you're listening to this these are probably things that like maybe you never had to think about growing up or things you never experienced um and like I said throughout all my episodes I'll get deeper into these things but they're just like things that I wanted to touch in that really affected my childhood. Um, One big thing that I think about to this day, um, more so now here in 2020 and 2021, just because of um, the Black Lives Matter movement and all the riots that were happening last year and all the protests. I don't like to call them riots. The protests and all that that went down last year um, and how it's more vocalized these past two years well last year and now than it was maybe when I was younger but something that really affected me that I think about to this day is I was terrified of the KKK I think I I don't know you guys can message me on my Instagram or whatever if you have questions or want to go further about it um but like I feel like maybe people that identify as white or are white passing you know you never thought about the KKK coming to kidnap you I can remember like the conversation to this day with my moms about um like when I found out what the KKK was and I literally thought that they were like gonna come and kidnap me and kill me and it's something that like it kind of went away I would say like my later high school years but then coming into like last year and now um and it being so prevalent again um it's really something I think about a lot is like how there are these hate groups that are out here that hate just based on you know race and so that's something I had to really deal with as a a youngin something else is um this kind of goes back to the confidence thing but oh my god relationships and I'll probably do a bunch of topics on this but Um, you know, I had such a hard time. I went to like all my school dances alone. Um, like in high school, I went to all the dances, loved it, but I went to like, I never had a date for any of them. And like, I swear to you, I swear it had something to do with my race, not like to do with my race. It's hard. Like, I don't know. I know that there's other mixed people or um, black people that grew up in a predominantly white community. And I know that they feel this way. Um, And it's not even that I think I'm confident that my race had a big factor in like my relationships and that growing up. And to piggyback off of that, something that I've always had to think about is like, okay, if I'm dating a white boy, like I have to think like, is their family going to be racist? Like, I'm sure that's something that, like I said earlier, if you identify as white or you're white passing, that's something you probably don't think about before you get in a relationship. Like, hmm, is their family going to like me? Is their grandpa who was born in 1950 going to like me? um, because of the color of my skin. So that's like another thing I dealt with in my um, teenager years and I'll have episodes on that. Um, but those are just like two things I wanted to hit at about before getting into like my adult life. And so with all that being said, um, 
I did not realize until, you know, I went to college and got away from that community that I was living in. Like, like, girl, there's people like you out there. Like, what are you doing? You know? And that was the first time that I feel like I really going to college, um, was probably the first time I was around that many black people and not even the funny thing is, is I was in a, um, a Panhellenic sorority. So those are like, those aren't like, um, the traditionally black sororities or anything. They're like the opposite, like mostly white people. It's just so funny. Cause then I was still surrounded by white people. Um, but still like in general on my campus, that was probably like the most black people I've been around. Um, let alone, black people that are my age so that's the first time that I like really started to like deal with this stuff you know and think about it and I don't think that like I had it hard growing up as hard as I could have had it um but I do think that I pushed a lot of things away and didn't think about them until I got to college um and then clearly as time kept going and into like I think everything started building up and then 2020 happened, you know, um, and then you really start to think about everything. And, you know, that's why I'm here on this podcast now. But that was the first time that I really like thought about my other half, like that I am mixed, that I am black. And I want to make it clear that it wasn't that I didn't like think about my other half or that the fact I didn't think that I was black um it just kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier is when you're surrounded by the same type of people the same type of experience over and over again that's where you get comfortable and that's what you get used to and I was comfortable in those ways like obviously I knew I was black and obviously I was identifying as black but I didn't have like those direct ties until I went to college I didn't start um channeling that culture or that side of me until I went to college um and so when I went to college I was saying is I joined um a sorority um a predominantly white sorority there was me and a few other um either black or mixed girls in my own personal chapter and then um probably like a handful or so more throughout like the whole entire greek community i'd say of either like mixed or black people of course there was other people of color like hispanic people asian people um but all of us combined were very outnumbered um to the white people, if that makes sense. So I was still kind of immersed in there. Um, but through being in there, I made connections and met friends where I was able to connect out in more with, um, people that identify the same as me or the mixed people or the, um, black people. I was able to meet these people and make connections and make friendships, um, and kind of start my journey towards discovering who I am now. Um, I would say I've just continued to grow as a person all the way through college, um, up until now. And I'm probably the most confident and the most strong and the most, um, connected to who I am now than I've been my whole life. And I think that's the point of life. The older you get, the more you understand yourself, the more confident you are in yourself. Um, so it's definitely been a journey getting to this point, but how I got to mix like me in this podcast is just like in 2020, um, enough was enough for me, um, with the George Floyd happening. And that's when everything in the summer last year took place. Um, 
enough was enough somebody needed not somebody lots of people stood up but it was time for me to stand up for the other half of who I am um, and take a stance and let the people know in my life that this what's going on is not okay Um, the actions that are taking place are not okay and that someone um, that you know this is like for friends and family which would be me like is experiencing these things I'm going through these things that other um, black people are going through that other mixed people are going through and like I mentioned earlier um, my own experiences are probably not are definitely not to the extent of um, someone who's a hundred percent black or someone who's much darker than me I don't experience the same type of racism racism as them but I still had experiences of racism going on um, I have a whole post about it that I made and I made that probably last year when all the protests and stuff were going down about all the different things and I can pinpoint any age um age period or age what am I trying to say like any time in my life whether I was like a young kid um you know elementary middle school high school college I can pinpoint a time where I experienced some type of racism because of my race which is just so crazy um so this podcast is to like let people know that the people that you know in your life that are mixed, um, that are people of color, they're going through these things and that you need to listen. And it, and yes, it is your responsibility to listen and make the changes that need to be made. You can't expect, um, it's a team effort. You can't expect, um, all the people of color, all the black people to come together and make the change. Um, they've been on this journey. We've been on this journey our whole entire life. So we've been woke. What happened in 2020 is nothing new to us. We've been experiencing it. It seemed that way. Like, oh my God, where's this coming from? And that's because, um, white passing people that are white passing or, um, white people didn't have these experiences. So it's hard to like know that that's going on, but I'm here to say like, now's the time to wake up and um you know we had that big crazy summer last year and things have kind of died down um but don't let the fire um go out your fire should not go out you should still be taking action to make change in your life where you can the last thing that i just wanted to like touch on and say to wrap up this whole episode and about um to wrap up not letting the fire surrounding racism um and equality go out is um accountability the only way this um this fire this drive behind ending racism um making people feel included is going to work and happen um is with accountability you have to first be willing to hold yourself accountable you have to be willing to check yourself um i know i'm not a perfect person i know i make mistakes and i'm willing to own those and learn from it um i saw this somewhere somebody had mentioned it the other day or i saw it somewhere on social media but it's a maya angelou quote and um it was like something like do the best you can and then once you know better do better And that's what we really have to do in this world. Once you know better, you have to do better. Um, And that starts with holding yourself accountable. But you also have to hold your friends and your family and all the people, your coworkers in your life accountable. Um, And it's a lot sometimes. It can be heavy. It can be exhausting. Trust me, us people of color know it can be exhausting fighting this fight. But you have to do it. We have to do it. Um, we have to hold the people in our lives accountable. Those are 
we're there's so many people in this world as much as I'd love to be able to reach every single person in this whole world through this podcast that's just not realistic so it starts with me having these conversations with the people I can and it starts with you guys listening um to me and us having these conversations um so holding people accountable is such 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 an important thing you know and um, going off of how I was saying earlier, it can be tiring, it can be exhausting, but if we, if you're not willing to do it, then who is? And you might feel like it's not your job to do it. Um, as a person of color, as a black person, as a mixed person, you might feel like, you know what, it's not my job to educate these people. But it is, because if not you, then who? That's the most you can do. That's the best thing you can do. Not the best, but a very important thing that you can do um, to create the change that we're trying to see in this world is to stand up and use the voice you were given and um, speak out on these issues. Tell your stories. Don't stay quiet just because you're tired and exhausted. I know. I know. I went to the protest. My sign said, we are sick and tired of being sick and tired. Last summer, I was so tired, but here I am again, um, getting out here, creating a community and doing what I can to make the changes that I can so we can move forward. We've come, um, we've came such a long way in America from um, slavery till now, but the fight's not over. It's not done. And there is still many, many, many issues out there that need to be resolved, that need to be fixed, that need to be changed. And the best thing we can do is to link up hand in hand, hold each other accountable and use our voices, um, to create this change. So with that, I hope that you guys will continue listening to me, um, throughout this journey. And I'm going to talk about a bunch of different things. I'm sorry that my first episode took so long to get up. Um, I was so excited to do it and then I just kind of got off track, but, um, after recording this, I'm just like so fired up again and ready to like, do my part um, to talk about these things and create the change that I want to see. And I hope this is the same change that you guys want to see. So stay tuned for a new episode next week. Um, You feel free to message me if you want to go further on anything. Uh, Message me about things you want to hear. If you know anybody who wants to be on the show with me and tell their stories, please have them reach out to me. Um, I want to amplify as many voices as I can. Um, And I don't want it to um, be just, you know, um, black and white people. I want Hispanic people. I want Asian people. I want all types of people on this show because this is about amplifying voices. So uh, with that, thank you guys for listening. And I can't wait to talk to you all next week. Bye. You just finished up your dock rib, black beans, new house pockets, real lucrative. That's right, pop, 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 bosses, CEO, boss, 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 chick.